Welcome to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast, the show that looks at American politics through the lens of a patriot and by the light of God's Word. Well, this is the Patriotic Preachers Podcast. I am Micah Farr. So glad to have you as I reach for my Coca-Cola. So glad to have you listening to the show. I just wanted to do an episode talking about my phone going off. Do an episode, check in on everyone out there. Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone is having a good uh, year. Um, wherever you are, I'm looking at the uh, metrics. This, this, I was looking at the metrics this afternoon and saw that we had some listeners in uh, South Africa. Uh, hello to Brother Caleb in Papua New Guinea. Um, some in Brazil, Mexico, so on and so forth. If you would... Um, Reach out to us, leave us, uh, leave a, leave a uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, send us an email, patrioticpreachers at gmail dot com. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Um, but I hope you're doing well. I wanted to cover a topic that has kind of been in my, on my heart, in my mind, um, the past couple months, and uh, it's one that's. It's needed um, to to discuss. That is, it's it's very needful to talk about, and um, it's this idea of New Age Christianity or progressive Christ- Christianity or whatever you want to call it. Excuse me, and um, there this is a this is a problem in many churches, especially here in America, but it is spreading um, in mainly first world countries, Australia, um, the UK, um, so on and so forth. And I would, I would like to know how much of an issue this is wherever you are. And it it may be in many different names. It it may be an issue. It just may not be um, with Christianity in particular. It may be an issue um, that you, that you, face in other religions, but um, just like any false religion, uh, it can be called by many different names, and this is something that we've discussed on the show um, many times before, where just because somebody claims to be a Christian, it doesn't mean that they are a Christian. Just because somebody says the name Jesus doesn't mean okay yeah they're they're definitely on my side you have to you there there are core things that you must believe to be a quote unquote christian to to truly follow after christ to be born again uh first and foremost to be born again you have to have been born again and uh, you have to have been saved and so um but not everyone that says that they are a quote Christian are in fact believers. They are not Christian. They are not Christ-like. They do not follow after the one true God, and so um, they may have warped the idea of God. They may have warped the idea of Jesus, but it doesn't mean that they are truly followers of Christ. And so I want to look at some things that are issues that if you if you begin to hear these things 
if you hear these things, I want you to perk up and I want you to uh, take another look at that preacher, at that person who claims to be a Christian, and I want you to really pray for that person, uh, and I want you to witness to them because they're they're not partaking in true Christianity. They have this new idea of new ageism that has uh, crept into their Christianity, and so they may be saved. They just need to be taught. Um, that that's a possibility, or they may not be saved, and they may be uh, believing in a false religion, and that false religion is going to send them to hell. So let's talk about some of these things. Um, ask a person. So are you? Do you go to church? Uh, are you saved? Um, have you ever ex- accepted Christ as your Savior? And so you ask some of these questions, and they m- may say, "Well, I am a spiritual person. I just I'm so spiritual. I just I can always feel people. I feel God. I just I am so spiritual. I'm so in tune with my spiritual self." If somebody talks about how spiritual they are all the time, uh, just how innate spiritually they are with themselves, this is an idea that comes from New Ageism. Now, we, John, in the book of Revelation, says, uh, I being in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, not to say that we are not spiritual beings. We are. We are. Uh, we are made in the image of God, a, a triune being, uh, in body, soul, and spirit. And so we are partly spirit. But if somebody is constantly focused on spiritualism and how spiritual they are, this could possibly be coming from, and unbeknownst to them, that could possibly be coming from an idea of New Ageism. You look at many different false religions around the world, and they focus on spiritualism. They focus on the spiritual realm. That's not something that Christianity focuses on. God... The Lord Jesus Christ, when he was on this earth, did not focus on spiritualness, so to speak. Um, Not in the sense that these people um, usually mean it in. It's not feeling things and, 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 and... The problem with spiritualism... The problem with the the feel I'm I'm such a spiritual person is it puts the focus on you. I'll say it like that. It puts the focus on you. And Jesus does not want the focus to be on you. He wants the focus to be on him because with the focus on us, if we were to truly be honest with ourselves, if the focus were on us, if the light were on us, if the magnifying glass were on us, if we were to honestly be if we were to be completely honest about ourselves, with ourselves, we are sinners on our way to hell. Apart from Christ, we are sinners on our way to hell. And if I've got the magnifying glass on me, I'm not a good person. I'm not a spiritual person. In fact, I am, I'm not a complete person. I am lacking. 
Without Christ, I'm lacking. With Christ, I can be spiritual again. I can worship God. And so when in in the spirit, in true in my true spirit nature, so to speak, if I'm going if I'm to operate in the spirit, then I must be worshiping God. The Bible says that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, if I'm going to worship him in truth, then I'm going to need Jesus because Jesus is truth. He is the embodiment of truth. God is truth. I must worship him in truth. And if I'm going to worship him in spirit, then I need Jesus because I need somebody to reconnect my spirit with God. And I can't do that alone. That's where the cross comes in. God reconnected. God gave man the ability to reconnect with him via the cross. And so I'll say this real quick. I may say God, Jesus. I may I'm, They're the same person. I may interchange those names. I don't want to confuse you. But Jesus and God are the same person. I hope we know that. Um, but anyway, God gave us a way to reconnect, to to quicken our spirit, which we were born dead. That spirit was, was born dead because of our father, Adam. Uh, one man sin, sin enters into the world, death passes upon all men, uh, for all have sinned. And so because sin is in the world, we're born sinners, we're born dead, and we are born for all intents and purposes, not spiritual. Because we our spirit is dead. And so the day that you get saved, I got saved May the third, nineteen ninety eight, and the very the day that I got saved, the second I got saved, that spirit is quickened within me. And the Holy Spirit moves inside of me. I now my spirit is quickened. I've got the Holy Spirit living in me, and I'm born again. And now I can be spiritual. Uh, I can worship God. I've got the truth, Jesus. Uh, his 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 Word in in written form is the Bible. I've got. I'm able to worship Him in truth. I'm able to worship Him in spirit. He's Re, reconnected my spirit, so to speak, but through his shed blood on the cross. But all that to say, my focus when I talk about my salvation, when I talk about my day to day life, I don't focus on. Oh, my, let me just tell you how I, what I did, and how I am, and what I feel, and oh, I, I'm just, I'm so in tune with everything around me, and all these things. the The problem with that person begins to think about spiritualism all the time, and how I'm such a spiritual person is the idea of spiritualism, whether they know it or not, begins to be very. Uh, animism. It, it begins to jump into this idea of animism, which means that everything is God. The, 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 the trees are God, and the rocks are God, and the animals are God, and everything is God. And so we're all spiritual beings, and we're all God's children. And that's not true. The, the, the trees are not God. The rocks are not God. God created these things. And we are not all God's children. Yes, God created man and without 
God, man would not be here, and God allowed you to be born, and God knew you were going to be born, and God allowed you to be be here. But those who are lost are not his children. I know that because he will say to those who are lost, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. You're not, if you're lost, you're not God's child. He loves you. He wants you to be saved, but there is a wrath to come for sin. And he wants you to be saved. Those who are saved are his children. Those who are, but all who are here on this earth are his creation. They are a result, at least, of his creation. He created physically created Adam and Eve, we're a result of that creation. So be careful when you hear that person say, I'm a spiritual person. I'm so spiritual. And don't be don't be afraid to to be to say to 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 talk about God being a spirit and talking about the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid of that. But to focus so much and, and another thing to, to touch on something else before we go on to the next point. Be careful about the person who talks so much about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, or God the Holy Ghost, depending on who you're talking to. Or I, I, I use both terminologies for him, both names for him. And God the Father is God the Son, is God the Holy Spirit. They are three, but they are one. He is one God. He can separate himself into three. Um, it's it's something that I, I can't wrap my head around entirely, but it's something I believe and it's something that I trust by faith that God is a triune being. But the, the each part of the Godhead, each part of the Trinity, have their own ministry, so to speak. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to point to the Son, to point to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit does not want the focus on the Holy Spirit. Yes, God the Holy Spirit is God, 100%. But God the Son died for you. They are the same person, they don't have the same ministry. God the Holy Spirit points to Christ. He convicts hearts. He shows you that you're lost. He shows you that you're in sin. And he points to Christ. And he wants you to listen to the message that he's presenting. But he doesn't want the accolade or the recognition. And it's okay to talk about him. And it's okay to say, sweet Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. And it's okay to say those things. But the focus should not be on the Spirit. The, the, the focus should be on Christ. So let's move into our second point. The second thing is this idea of relative truth. There is a such thing as objective truth, which means... That it's true regardless of where you are, time, space, doesn't matter. Right remains right. And if it was right then, it's right now. For instance, let's go with a wild example. Um, killing 
um, killing a, a, a child, just absolutely murdering a child. Well, it doesn't matter eight, eight years old. We'll just go eight years old. Is it ever okay to just, on a whim, because you want to, kill an eight-year-old child, murder an eight-year-old child? I'm not talking about the eight-year-old child has a gun or anything like that. I'm talking about just straight out of the box, just here right in front of you. Is it ever okay just to, you know what, I just want to kill a kid today? Uh, or, for instance, is it ever okay to, um, because we might be able to, we might be able to justify ourselves, like the like the lawyer in the in the New Testament who talks to God, talks to Jesus, he's asking about, how, how, what, what, what can I do to inherit eternal life? What can I do to have eternal life? And Jesus tells him about the, the law. And uh, the Bible says later on, I, I, I believe, I believe this is Luke. Luke chapter 10 or 11 is where I'm, 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 I'm thinking about. Anyway, um, the Bible goes on to say, willing to justify himself, he asked, it, it's in the same chapter with, because uh, Jesus walks right into the the story of the of the good samaritan so it's in luke i believe that's chapter 10 i could be wrong it could be chapter 11 anyway um but it says willing to justify himself he asked who is my neighbor and so we might be willing to justify ourselves and so we might be able to say well 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 uh, that that particular situation could be relative because what if that 8 year old boy has a gun and he's he he he's willing to shoot somebody well i'd, I'd have to defend myself well okay all right okay Fair enough. Fine. We can we can we can try to find a situation in which we might be able to justify justify our sin, right? Well, what about this? Is it ever okay to commit adultery? And see, the thing is, we we if if we wanted to, we could all we could always run to extremes and try to justify. Well, what if this and what if that? And what if this and what if that? Understand. There is a such thing as objective truth. God is that objective truth. If it goes against God, it's wrong. Period. Murder, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lying. All these things. And the list goes on and on. There uh the the the, the Bible lists lasciviousness and and, and and all sorts of other uh, gluttony and, and all sorts of other. But they all boil down to three categories. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's sin in, in, in the basic three categories. And these things are objectively wrong all the time. But this idea, New Age Christianity, begins to incorporate the idea of relative truth. Well, they're living out their truth. How can I tell somebody that who believes in all their heart Hinduism? How can I tell that person that they're going to hell? They're a good person. That's that's the that's the main way we 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 begin to adopt relative truth is because we say they're a good person. The Bible says, Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. 
our righteousness is as filthy rags, the prophet said. There is no such thing as relative truth. The person who believes in all of their heart, Hinduism, the person who believes with all of their heart, Jehovah's Witness, the person who believes with all of their heart, Mormonism, the person who believes with all of their heart, Buddhism, the atheist who is just a very, very, very good person, it doesn't matter. How can I say to them? They, they believe with all, with all of their heart and they're so, they're, so, they're so committed to it and they believe and they're such a good person. How can I judge that person? Well, the thing is, you're not. You will not have the ability to judge the person. God has already given the word on that. John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth, the only truth that, that exists. God is. Jesus is. And so, regardless of if a person truly believes in their heart, and they have this relative truth, it doesn't matter, because there is an objective truth. Objective truth always, always usurps relative truth. My relative truth may be... Um, well, well, for instance, I, I may be going around one day. My my relative truth is there is nobody else who exists in the world. Uh, it's just me and my family. There we 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 there are other tribes around us, and we are the only people that exist. And then one day I look up and there's boats coming, and a man jumps off of a boat and he introduces himself as Chris Columbus. My relative truth was, and Christopher Columbus's relative truth was, we were the only people that exist. But the objective truth was, Europe existed, and the Americas existed, even though both places didn't know about each other, and they would have said, nobody else exists in the world, it's just us. That's their relative truth. But the objective truth is that they existed the whole time. So you may say, my relative truth is, I, I just, I believe that Hinduism, I believe that Buddhism, I believe that Jehovah's Witnessism, or whatever. I believe that Mormonism, and that's what I believe. And I, I, I and, 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 and if they believe that, who am I to tell them that they're wrong? Well, the thing is, they're wrong. Because there is an objective truth. And his name is Jesus. So no, they're not a good person. And yes, if they die lost, they will die and go to hell because God is a just God and He demands righteousness. He's a holy God. He demands holiness. Well, I'm not holy. I'm, 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 not, I'm not perfect. Right. And if you die lost, you'll die and go to hell. I got saved again. I got saved May the 3rd, 1998. And God... The, the Bible says that he, he imputed his righteousness onto me. You, you remember the story of the prodigal son, and he comes home, and the father puts on a robe? That was not his son's robe. That was his robe. He imputed his righteousness and that's what Jesus did for us when we got saved. 
He bought our sin debt on the cross. And the Bible says that God commendeth his love toward us. That in while we were yet sinners, even though we were sinners, Christ died for us. He committed, That means he held it out for inspection. He held it out. And he said, here, I want you to have this. And you can say, yes, Lord, and accept it and have his righteousness imputed unto you. Or you can say, no, thanks. I'll do it my own. I, I'm a good person. I'll do it my way. And in that day, when God judges sin, when God judges the world, in that day, he will say, I never knew you. But he's paid the price for your salvation. All you have to do is accept it. There's no such thing as relative truth. Well then, how can I tell somebody about... How can I tell somebody they're wrong? Show them the Bible. We are supposed to be the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men, Matthew 5, 16. Let your, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let Be that light. John says that light entered the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. People are running around in darkness in their relative truth, just bumping around to, in, with each other, so to speak, in, in, their, in their air quotes, in their truth. And we are to be lights to them, showing them the Word of God so that they can see the objective reality of who they are, sinners, on their way to hell, in need of a Savior, and Jesus died for them, and all they have to do is accept Him. Another thing that you might hear people say who believe in, who, who are more New Age Christians, they might say, well, I believe in higher power. Him. They might say him, 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 him. They may even say her. Uh, but they, 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 they say God. and all they, they, all they ever do is talk about God this and God that and him, him, him. The songs they sing may be you are and he is and God, you, and yah, yah, yah. Um, and if you talk to them, they may talk about um, that, that this higher power. Um, if they get really, really um, disrespectful, the man upstairs, but question the person who is unwilling to name the God they're talking about. The Bible says there is no name greater than the name of Jesus. I don't mind telling you the God that I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus of Nazareth. The one who was born in Bethlehem of a virgin. Lived 33 years on this earth. Perfect. Died on a cross. Shed his blood. Gave up the ghost. Buried three days in a borrowed tomb. Got up on the third day. Ascended. 40 days later. He ascended to heaven. 40 days after his resurrection. Ascended to heaven. And it was said of him, this same Jesus will will come back. He's returning. He's coming back in like manner. His return is imminent. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jehovah God. I'm talking about Jesus the Advocate. Jesus the Propitiation for Sins. I'm talking about Jesus who is just and holy and righteous and does not accept sin. I'm talking about the God of heaven. 
Jesus. Jesus. And I'm not talking about a fake Jesus either like the Mormons talk about. I'm talking about a real Jesus. I'm talking about the Jesus. The actual Jesus. What about this? Good vibes. Send send prayers and good vibes. Your good vibes are not going to do anything. You can't send them anyway. How are you going to send them? You're going to you're going to put 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 your hand out and use the force. There's no such thing as good vibes. You can't send positive energy. And I see more and more and more Christians talking about send us your prayers and your good vibes and positive energy or whatever you believe in. I don't want anybody who isn't on praying ground who isn't a believer in the God of heaven sending out any energy to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I appreciate them maybe thinking about me, but I don't want them sending out positive energy. They can't do it anyway. It, it, but but that, that stems from very satanic ideas, very, very, very witchy type ideology. This idea of being able to give energy and take energy, it's uh it's an it is new age, but it's it's a false religion. You know, it's this is it's not Christianity. Christianity is praying for someone, you know, that that that's that's a doctrine of Christianity. Praying for the sick, praying for those in need, extending a helping hand, you know, maybe maybe God'll use you to help that person, but not sending energy. We can't use the force and send energy. Good vibes and vibes are not that's that's a very hippie notion. So, beware the the new age philosophy of good vibes and also this idea of inclusivity that that word inclusivity just means uh you know it comes from the word inclusive uh, allowing people in everybody has access understand that everybody does have access to Jesus you can he died for all whosoever will Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not about to get into teaching a predestination salvation by any means. Anybody can be saved, but Jesus does not accept sin. He doesn't accept all people. By that I mean he doesn't accept you. As you are in your sin. You can be saved. Just God, Jesus will come to you and will bring you out of the pit just like you are. But he's not going to leave you like you are, like you were. To be saved, you have to repent of that sin. you got to believe and repent. You can't just say, you know what, Jesus is love and I appreciate his love and he loves me and... In spite of what I am, he knows I'm a failure, he knows I'm a sinner, and he loves me, and I just, I love him for that. And he, that, he's not going to leave you that way. He does love you, even though you're a sinner. But he's not going to leave you like that. So, 
this idea of Christian inclusivity where we need to we need to be more accepting of other religions. God God loves these people. We should love them. You should love them, but you shouldn't accept their false religion. You should tell them the truth. A God that loves gave us the truth. And we are to love people, therefore we should give them the truth. Um God God doesn't care what you do. We 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 should we shouldn't judge the homosexual. We shouldn't judge transgender. We shouldn't judge adulterers. This it's just a different lifestyle. And who are you? You're you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But God is, and God has judged it. God says it's wrong, therefore it is wrong, period. The end. No more debate, no more discussion. Christianity, salvation, salvation is very exclusive. As a matter of fact, it is the most exclusive title you can have. If not the most, it's one of the most. Because to be born again, to be a child of God, to be saved, you must go through Jesus. And you must go His way. Repent of your sin and believe in Him as the only way for salvation. Not in you, not in works. Salvation is by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It's not of works, it's by grace. Lest any man should boast. So it's very exclusive. You must come through Christ and you must come His way. You can't come to Jesus and say, God, I know you're the Savior of humanity. I know you died on a cross. I know you shed your blood. I know you rose again the third day. I believe all that, God, but... I'm not going to repent of my sin. I, I, you, you love me. You love me, even though I'm a sinner. You love me, but you, you, you love me, and then, and and I act this way. I do these things. You, you still love me. So God, I believe all this, and so that, that's all that matters. You love me. He does love you, but you have to repent. You have to, if you're not repenting of your sin, then you're saying I can do it my way. I believe that Jesus did these things, but I've not accepted that he did these things. Jesus is not going to accept your sin. He will judge sin. You can accept his work on the cross as payment, or you can pay for it yourself. It doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what you accept. The devils believe and tremble. So it's not inclusive. It's not all inclusive. It's not everybody. It's not every, everybody will not be in heaven. All those who have ever lived in the world will not be in heaven. We have no problem saying men like Adolf Hitler won't be in heaven. I have no problem saying that because we, we he he was wicked. It, it's it's objectively that is definitely objectively wrong. The atrocities committed in the Holocaust. Objectively immoral. Objectively, it's sin. But the thing is, we were born in the objectively wrong state. And God demands holiness. So the only way you can be 
put back or placed in an objectively right state is to be born again and allow Christ to impute his righteousness on you. And that is a very exclusive club. How do I, how do I know that? Am, am I rewriting the rules? No. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number 7, that wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads un, unto destruction. Many there be which go in there at. But straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Because people will not accept Christ. There will be many in that day that say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters, have you accepted Christ? Have you repented of your sin? Have you been born again? What about this? So, um, law of karma. Well, that's just karma. He did bad, he got bad. That's karma. We, As Christians, we don't believe in karma. You attract what you give. We don't. We we don't believe that. I don't know. A lot of times, I think this comes from a shallow understanding of reaping and sowing, the laws of reaping and sowing. A lot of times, I think that's where the issue comes from. Because you reap what you sow, a lot of people think that that's karma, and that's not. Karma comes from, I think. I don't know. I I don't don't quote. I think it's Hinduism where karma comes from. And so, what karma says is, what you do in this life, you're going to reap again. Uh, You, if you do bad in this life, you're going to come back in the next life as a snail. If you do bad in this life, then I don't know what the snail has to do. I guess he has to lay the perfect trail of slime so that he can become he or she can become a something a little bit better after that thing dies but that's not karma karma doesn't the law of karma doesn't affect people in the life they live now it it it, it affects them in the next life and that that's not biblical we don't believe in uh, multiple lives reincarnation so you don't believe in karma but the Bible does say you will reap what you sow. Be sure your sin will find you out. So, you can't sow corruption and think that you're going to reap good things. You can't sow lemons and anticipate reaping watermelons. Matter of fact, you can't sow watermelons. And just think, you know what, I, I know I sow those watermelons, but I just think they're going to turn into lemons. Nope, you know what happens? Watermelons turn into water. They, they grow wa- Watermelon seeds produce watermelons. Lemon seeds produce lemons. You will reap what you sow. And then lastly, this idea of mysticism. Oh, it's all mystical and it's oh, just... I, there, there are a lot of things in the Bible that I can't understand. I, my, inf, my my finite mind cannot understand infinite God. But if the whole Bible were just mystical and ununderstandable and an unattainable idea, what would be the point? God made 
God gave us the Bible, and it is practical. You can you can find practical truths in the Bible. You can live the Christian life. It is a practical thing. The Bible is a practical book. God is a practical God. I can't understand everything. I can't understand a lot of things. But we shouldn't we shouldn't seek the un the, the unattainable, the ununderstandable. God wants us to understand the Bible. God wants us to understand his love. He wants us to understand him. He wants us to learn him. Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 28. He says, learn of me. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He tells us to learn of him. His, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Learn of me. I'm meek and, I'm meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. But no, we want the we want the the hard thing. We want the mystical thing. We want the ooh, the wow, the this mythological almost idea, and that's not Christianity either. So beware these new age ideas that will permeate and they'll they'll destroy your theology. And if you find somebody preaching and they they mention these things a lot. They, they won't say relative truth. They may, they may say truth is relative. They may. But they'll say things like my truth, your truth, things like that. They may not use these exact words except for good vibes and I'm a spiritual person and talk about a higher power. They may not use these exact words. Karma, I guess most of them, they, they may use these exact words. But you may have to read between the lines and see. But be careful. Be careful. All right, so with that, I appreciate you for listening to this episode um, if you have any questions, if if there are any questions regarding the topic, please feel free to reach out, patrioticpreachers at gmail dot com. Um, I'd be more than more than happy to uh, to talk with you. Also, patriotic preachers, uh, find us on Facebook, patriotic preachers. I can talk with you there as well. Um, I hope I didn't confuse you or anything like that. And if you have any questions or if I need to. Uh, re-say some things and that's entirely possible uh, but anyway I hope I helped you I hope that this uh, maybe maybe this gave you some some ammunition to go against this movement but uh, anyway I appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Patriotic Preachers again I'm Michael Farr and I'm out of here